What is up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast, where football is back. We've got a lot to cover today. We're going to keep it PDFG, bring you your daily dose of weird, and let's see what other catchphrases do I have. Oh, yeah. When it comes to sports, type of analysis you don't get anywhere else. Specifically, when it comes to football, that is the NFC least. Where do we stand? All right, is that going to be continued? If you're not familiar, the NFC least last year, the NFC East became known as the NFC least. They because they set a record for worst division in NFL history, breaking a, a like a 30 plus year record going back to well, actually, it might have been almost 40 plus year record going back to like 1975, the mid 1970s. It was a big deal. But I'm excited. Uh, from it's it's been really really exciting. Lots of new stuff. So I mean, we're just gonna dive into it. I know I know that is the burning question for everybody though. Is will the NFC lease come back? Oh, I didn't finish explaining that. So in lieu, in light of them being so bad, I was like, this this is special. So uh, Connor. Uh, somebody who frequently guests on the podcast and also contributes to, he came on and we did, because I'm an Eagles fan, he's a Giants fan, so we did that in FC Least. And I was like, it was a joke, it was funny because it was so bad, it was just a horrible week of football. And then and then it happened again the next week, so we did another episode. And then we decided, and that's when we realized, okay, this is something that the people need, that the football world wants right now. So as they continued to show that they were the least, we kept it alive. Now here's the kicker, something that I realized this year. There might be a challenger for specifically for NFC least. I don't know if I'd shift it to AFC least because there could, there are, there could be contenders, but not really. But there is, as of week one, and this is a way too early prediction, I'm sure, we have the NFC East is not the least. And we'll get into that some more later. But that's a little, if you're not familiar with what the NFC least is, that's what we do. Harp in on that division. Specifically, I'm an Eagles fan. He's a Giants fan. And I realize if that's not your one of your teams, then I'm sorry, but this is my podcast. And so I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. If you want to me to talk about some other team, please chime in. You have a whole handful of ways to get a hold of me. It's always in the description or it's on the home page. And I usually go over it at the end of the show. But that's a good enough intro. So we're just going to do a recap of week one. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFC least and the outlook on that. And uh, if that's going to be a, a thing as of now, I'm, I'm still hopeful. But we'll see. There are many factors that go into that. Namely, uh, are all of the teams losing at a at a high rate? Okay, I mean, just being the worst. So, and then we'll we'll talk about we'll we'll look forward to week two, and then maybe a general outlook on the football world. And if I'm feeling it, I might touch on college football. But I might I might do a separate college football episode because that's so much. This is I mean this is this could be a thirty forty. 900 minute episode you never know you never know so let's start looking at it. let's let's uh let's do it to it Lars all right Thursday night football still something that I don't personally love mainly because it has screwed me in fantasy more times than I care to count 
Uh, I it is nice having it having a game outside of that. But if as you know, uh, I mean, football occupies a lot of time. Like when you record it on the DVR, it's like three hours, forty minutes, and you're just like. Oh, like it's a doozy, man. So, which is nice, but at the same time, it's you know sometimes you got to catch highlights. Which shout out to YouTube TV, not a sponsor, probably never will be. They have the catch up with key plays feature, and I think it's I, I honestly think it's pretty good. It it shows you just key you know scoring plays, big plays, and usually it's like a three depending on the game three you know two to four minute recap, we'll say. And it's really good. It's really good. So Thursday night football, my least favorite night for football because it just awkwardly is early and screws me in fantasy. We had the Cowboys and Buccaneers, all right? We had America's team, which oh, they're still riding that wave, right? Haven't seen, haven't seen deep playoffs since 1995. You know, the last time, outside of 2018, the last time they had like a playoff win was 1996 or something like that. Like, it's not just, I joke, I mean, we all joke and hate on the cowgirls about their Super Bowl drought and how everyone's like, yeah, but our Super Bowls, and I'm like, pretty soon, you're going to be 85 and saying that, and uh, your grand, your kids, your grandkids, maybe your great-grandkids will have no memory. It's like, if my grandpa was telling me about uh, the Steel Curtain back in freaking the 70s or 80s, like, before I was around, it was like, yeah, I know the legend, but pfft. Beyond me, I mean, even the 85 Bears, but that was still close enough and I can respect it enough. But I don't, Bears fans don't come at me with 85 Bears. I'm like, yeah, that was before I was even born. What do you want from me? Uh, I mean, we're getting close to that point. So just buyer beware there. So America's team versus the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I will say, from the games that I've watched, it has looked like week one. Uh, not everything is all put together. And. Uh, but yet you see the cream rise to the top. And the Cowboys uh, being rated, this is this is hilarious. I found this on Bleacher Report. Probably won't be able to link to it, but you can find it. They rated uh, roster talent. like So on paper, basically, you know, how much talent is on your roster. Cowboys had the third, according to them, the third most talented roster in the league. And look at how they perform. Incredible. Now that is some NFC least stats for you right there. That is an NFC least stat. That is what you primo. That is what you look for, all right? You look for a team that is wildly talented, yet consistently, continually underperforms. Find themselves in the bottom half of the league. It's beautiful. I mean, I think we all knew that one team in like high school that we played, there was like, you gotta watch out for their talent, but they just can't quite put it together. Uh, you know, whether they're undisciplined or they don't listen or whatever, you know, or they're, they're, they're lacking in some fundamentals. I don't know what it is, but the Cowboys have that magic. And while it was a really good game, they played pretty well. They looked pretty good uh, for the most part. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, Zerloin came in clutch and missed field goal, PAT, and then a field goal. Namely because after missing a field goal and a PAT, it was like a 31 or 35-yard field goal. And then missing the PAT, they were lined up for a 60-yard field goal. And I don't know about you, but every time that a kicker's in a situation where they've missed two consecutive chip shot field goals, my first thought is, you know what he needs? A bomb. He needs some depth, all right? Some length in this. Let's get him him three yards shy of the NFL record for a field goal. 
and be like, yeah, you can do this in an outdoor stadium where you where your home stadium is an indoor stadium. Not even at home. Not even in Denver, you know, where the air is thinner. And, yeah, guess what? He missed it. And let me say his first field goal he missed was not like a – I mean, he just – this the 60-yard one was kind of like, hey, he was short. You know, what do you expect? Like 60-yard field goals, I don't know the percentage, but, you know, the percentage has to drop way low just off of getting it their length, not necessarily accuracy. But his first one was a shank. So he came through real clutch in helping them lose that game ultimately very closely. And I – I would be curious to know this stat. If anyone has a link to it, I'm sure someone has looked this up somewhere. Tom Brady, though. I realize I'm spending way too much time on this game, but we'll breeze through the other ones. Tom Brady, he... There is... How does this always happen to him? Teams always manage. The game always unwinds. His game management is absolutely through the roof. It is a, it is 110 out of 100. like Because he always manages to play things so he has anywhere from a... From a minute 40 to two minutes. It's like it always feels like it's right around 145. And he gets the ball back and has that just enough time for his usual game winning drive. And guess what the Cowboys did? They go down, they make a field goal to take the lead. All, all the Cowboys fans are cheering, are awesome. And I saw this happen and I go, these idiots. I'm sitting there and he gets like two minute warning and they're running some more plays. And I'm like, these fools, they're going to leave like. A minute 40-ish on the clock. Tom Brady's going to drive down. He's going to score. Like he's done, I don't know how many times. That's the stat I want. Okay, game-winning drives. Not just game-winning drives, but like on average. Like how many game-winning drives has Tom Brady had where they are down? Well, game-winning, so they already have to be down, right? But where they get the ball back with like a minute 40. Like two, like right around two minutes. I would give or take, you know, 15 seconds or whatever, but just right around like 145. How many times? I mean, now he's been in the league freaking, um, yes, 20, 20 years. So it's like he's, you've been in long enough, you're going to see enough of those, but it always happens to him. So Cowboys lost in outstanding fashion. It was wonderful to watch and I'm excited and hopeful for the things yet to come because being the most talented, you feel like they would have the most potential to break the NFC least. They are actually not my personal favorite to, to, to end the NFC least. And Depending on how the contender plays out, the NFC least might continue, just not in the division I'm a fan of personally. However, I'm considering staying true to the NFC least. So we'll move on though. So Buccaneers take that. It was wonderful. All right. Uh, other weird things. Let's see. Do I have some general weird notes that we can get into before we start? Now nah, we'll recap and then I'll I'll give my notes. Oh, you know what I forgot to talk about? That the Manning telecast is the greatest thing and what I have wanted for years. If you didn't watch it, it's Peyton and Eli, and they are giving their commentary on the game throughout the game. They have guests on. They had Ray Lewis. They had uh, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, uh, Charles Barkley, and it is awesome, not just for banter purposes, but for analysis purposes. It was incredible. So many great things. And what I'm ultimately wanting, here's what I want. All right, I don't know who networks are going to have to play nice to make this happen, but I'm telling you, if you really want to kick it up a notch, Super Bowl, you know what we need? Tony Romo, Peyton Manning. And I realize, I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl is like NBC, 
and Tony Romo, CBS, and Peyton Manning has his deal with ESPN. But it's like, look, if you really want, we could all come together on this one and just drive home. And maybe, maybe it's a secondary. You know, they would never do that in the Super Bowl. Never mind. But that would be incredible. And they have a predict off where they where they try and or like or they're I don't know something. But you could build that in because they both predict plays. So it's it's awesome. But uh, all right, we'll continue on for that little tangent. Jaguars at Texans. We're just going to go on NFL.com. We're going with what they give me, so that's the order we're going to do it. Jaguars at Texans. To, um, oh, man, that might be the non-bi-week, bi-week game of the week. It's actually a good game. Uh, so the Texans, you remember that team who lost everybody, and then Deshaun Watson, turns out, likes to casually sexually assault his masseuses. And I'm like, bro, there are plenty of places that I've, that I've personally heard about where it's like, like happy endings I thought were a joke, and then in college – there were some weirdos that I knew. Weirdos. <laughs> well, I just remember hearing stories where like, oh, yeah, this place and this place. And they were all like in our town. And I was just like, oh, oh, so it is kind of a real thing. So it's like, look, man, you, <laughs> you, there were, I feel like there are plenty of options that offer what you're looking for. You don't have to force it, force yourself on your private massage therapist but yeah that's a whole mess so you figured a i had no I, someone was like name one person one starter on the texans roster I bet you can't and i was like i can't well then i remember tyrod taylor so they showed out 37 to 21 uh was looking perusing the stats trevor lawrence threw p- three picks uh welcome to the big leagues bro it's a lot to say about that so yeah they had, oh my gosh, and the, here's a fun stat. The Houston defense had three interceptions, obviously, and that was as many as they had in the entirety of last season. How about that? All right, Chargers and the football team. Chargers won, no surprise, kind of close. Fitzmagic did go down, so now they're back to the graduate himself. I'm, that's his nickname, the graduate, because he was last season – Taylor Heineke, if you didn't know, last season, he got called. He, he was taking classes at, like, the University of Virginia and got called because they all their quarterbacks got injured and they needed somebody. He got called up and is now their uh, quarterback. So, yeah, good for them. And, I mean, no real surprise there. No real big notes outside of Washington football team holding it down for the NFC least, trying to keep their good name alive. Seahawks Colts. Seahawks take that one 28 to 16. I mean, not much to say there outside of I don't think Wentz played horrible. Uh, and that's the storyline I'm following personally as an ex or as an ex Eagles fan. Uh, with him as an ex Eagle, as an uh, Carson Wentz fan. Jets Panthers, another game nobody really cares about. The Sam Darnold revenge game, I guess, is what it got labeled. 19 to 14 Panthers take that one. You mean the Jets lost? No way. That's incredible. And the Panthers did have they did have Oh, what am I looking for? Oh, they had this like semi I don't know. I'm going to call it augmented reality. It's not what they call it. We had this Panther like come into the stadium and it was pretty cool. Uh definitely recommend going and checking that out. All right, then we had the Vikings and the Bengals. Here we go, a little... All right, personal fan, Joe Burrow, or I just think he's one of those people who is a winner, you know, who can bring that winning somewhere. And sadly, I sat Jamar Chase on my bench and... 
turns out that LSU magic between him and Joey Burrow is live. And uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals pulled it off 27-24 to beat the Vikings, who, I mean, both these teams don't really care that much about them. But, yeah, nice little fun, interesting line. So, will the Bengals be good? That is the question. Line. question. And that, that game went into overtime. As did... Yeah, no, the, the Cowboys one didn't. Never mind. I thought it did. Wait. Oh, why doesn't it tell me if it's in overtime? Normally they tell me. Cardinals-Titans. So this was, a, this was a bit of an upset because Derrick Henry only had like 60 yards on 17 carries. Shut him down. So Cardinals seemingly found the formula to beat the Titans. It's kind of like the 18-1 year for the Patriots. The Eagles, I postulate, the Eagles were, came the closest in the season finale game that year with uh, to beating the Patriots and they lost but ultimately it set the stage for the Giants to crush their hopes and dreams of an undefeated season and go 18 and one in the Super Bowl so uh, Connor we can uh, we can have I know you might have choice words about that but I'm going to take full credits full credit for setting the stage for the Giants to beat them by uh, coming as close as you can almost not we had the initial formula and then you guys figured out how to tweak it. So uh, credit to the Eagles for the Giants win there. We can You can find me about that later. But Kyler Murray looked awesome. And gosh, they have a receiving core. So A.J. Green, Nuke, Christian Kirk, like they, they've got it. The Cardinals, I'm calling, they're going to be good this year. And I'm excited. I remember saying this a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago. I'm pretty sure I said it on this podcast. That they're on the verge of being good. And I think that year has come. So good for them. 49ers demolish Lions 41 to 33. When I say it out loud, I realize they only lost by eight points. Maybe not a demolishment, but uh, yeah, they had a pretty good day. So not much to say there. 49ers look like they're going to be good again. The Lions, Jared Goff is where he belongs. He is a, in my opinion, not a winning quarterback who needs very specific, not like Every quarterback has their system that they fit best into, but some quarterbacks can still play at a high level and even win outside of their, you know, the perfect system. Jared Goff, to me, needs, like, there is one system that will work for him, and if you if, if he's not in that system, he is complete and utter trash. So, call it a personal vendetta, but hey, that's what I'm here for. We're opinionated. We don't care. Steelers beat Bills. Looking at the stat line of this one, 23-16, it was defense, definitely, because the, Roethlisberger didn't have an epic stat line. They didn't have a ton of yards. 100% defense. Uh, and because by all metrics, just looking at the stats, the Bills put up better stats, but they just didn't quite execute. So begs the question, are the Bills going to be the Bills? Are the Steelers really still the Steelers? I don't know. We'll see. And then here we go, the game that surprised me the most. Eagles-Falcons, Battle of the Birds. Eagles win 32-6. to six. Excuse me? Excuse. So I didn't get to watch this one live. And I'm, I'm okay with not catching it live and looking at the score and then watching it because it's always fun. I've actually started to enjoy, okay, how does this score unfold? Because a lot of times you look at the score and you're like, okay, they just, you know, it was 28-3 to three and, and a half and the Falcons only, wait, that was <laughs> an intentional joke. But 28-3 at halftime, and the Falcons only score another field goal, and the Eagles score a sa- two safeties. Okay, don't don't judge my math. But <laughs> they, 
but actually, it didn't really pan out that way. It was kind of a good game the whole game. It ended up being 32-6. to six. So, now this is where, this is what puts, so the Eagles, of all teams, to be the ones to put the NFC least at jeopardy with a new head coach, new starting quarterback, now real receivers, I guess, but a lot of new coaching staff, seemingly going to be a rebuilding year. Surely, I thought, if anything else, if no one else, they were going to be the trash out of everyone, because everybody else in the NFC least has the same quarterback for the most part, the Washington football team changed it, but they still have the same roster, same coaches, like everything is more or less the same from last year, and the Eagles are the ones who went through the most change. But then, because I saw that score, my first thought was, all right, did the Eagles play really well or the Falcons trash? Falcons are trash. Their offense couldn't do jack squat diddly. Eagles did play good. They managed to score at least one score every quarter, and that's basically what got them there. And But it's it wasn't good enough for me to be like, oh, no, they, they just killed the NFC least. There is still plenty of room for failure. And I think we face a real team and because there were plenty of penalties and mistakes and Jalen Hurts really threw it exclusively short to intermediate. A couple longer throws that I saw were horrible. and Well, not horrible, but it was like, oh, yeah, still doesn't fix that deep ball accuracy problem. But now we have supposedly a deep deep threat in Devontae Smith. So uh, he did well, though. Miles Sanders, that, that guy did well. Our running game looked good. So I'm about it. I'm about it. But... Browns-Chiefs, that was the game to watch this week. That game was awesome. Browns, unfortunately, here's the thing. The Chiefs did their usual kind of slowish start, and then they came out swinging second half and made their magic happen, and the Browns lost, unfortunately, 29-33. to And don't ask me why I was cheering for the Browns. It's just kind of one of those things where the Chiefs are now one of those perennial good teams and while I'm not mad about it, it's not the Patriots by any means. I, I enjoy it. At the same time, I don't know. It was just kind of one. I saw the Browns go up, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Browns upset them at home, home opener. Yeah, let's see it. Chiefs haven't lost in September, apparently, because they, when playing at home, there was some weird stat like that. But Cleveland, sadly, continues their streak of losing their home openers. But they did look good. Cleveland, in my mind, has turned a corner. I remember you know, a couple years ago now being like, I don't know about Cleveland. I, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing every season, draft a new quarterback, get a new head coach every couple years. And, and it's the same old, same old, it's where players, dreams, quarterbacks all go to die coaches too. And it's just been a kind of a, a, a pit an abyss, if you will, for, for football and uh, Baker Mayfield though. And Stefanski, is it Kevin or Mike Stefanski? It's one of the Stefanskis. But they've really turned it around. And, I mean, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's a solid freaking backfield. Like, Baker actually looks good. And not not that I'm surprised, but, you know, his first couple seasons, it was kind of like, okay, he can either work out of this or he's going to do the usual Brown quarterback thing and fizzle out. So, Browns have turned a corner. Browns are a real team now. Congratulations. They have sort of broken their curse. But they need to do this for a couple more seasons for, for it to, I think, them to really be like, okay, they're maybe out of it. Packers Saints, holy cheese balls, Batman. Saints demolish the Packers 38 to 3 behind the blind lobster crab, ste- crab leg stealing Jameis Winston. That man has turned his life around. <laughs> Can't say that with a straight face, but destroyed him. Which brings up the conspiracy question. Is Aaron Rodgers tanking this season to get out of Green Bay? Maybe before the season is even over. 
that we'll see. The thing that is trending for me that I like about this is they showed Aaron Rodgers after the game. He's got the long hair. He's got a beard. There's gray in it. He looks kind of old and tired. And they're like, Aaron Rodgers is seven years younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> and Tom Brady looks like a 12, a sprightly 12-year-old down in Tampa Bay. And Aaron Rodgers, you look at the picture and you're like, oh, this dude on the Aaron looking at Aaron Rodgers, he's definitely older. And it's like he is seven years younger. <laughs> he looks worn down. But I also think naturally his face and his demeanor just looks more that way. He's just got an old sad face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, kidding. But uh, Tom Brady does have a baby face, and I think we can all agree. So, yeah. Uh, interesting. Will the Packers, I think the Saints are for real. They've proven that they have a good system. And this is his first year without Drew Brees. Lots of question marks. But I think Jameis showed that he can be good enough. And they have a good enough system in place that it'll be all right. The Packers... I'm going to go with first game jitters. I'm not going to count them out yet. You can never count them out, right? Aaron Rodgers still had some plays where he did some stupid Aaron Rodgers stuff, and that's fine. But, yeah, something to keep your eye on. Broncos-Giants. The Broncos, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's their quarterback, just in case you forgot, just like me. Totally forgot. Don't pay attention to that team. Sorry, not sorry, John. They beat the Giants, though, 27-13. No surprises there. Big news, Danny Jones. Connor, I'm sure you already know this, and if you don't, oh, I'm so excited to be the bearer of bad news for you. Danny Jones had more rushing yards than Saquon. Now that is the recipe to keep the NFC least alive. Keep letting Daniel Jones rush more than Saquon. Give him more. Feed him. Real quick, because I forgot, let me pull up the number of carries. Now it could have been the run game just wasn't working, that Danny Danny Jones did some scramble amble and but I but you never know, right? You never know. Let's oh my goodness. Don't okay, NFL. We have to do something about this. I go and I say I click on the game score, right? And what do you always expect? Box score or like a game summary? They give me a drive summary of every single and it's like a play, it's like oh, six plays and they punt it. Punt punt punt. That is the last. If people want to see that, they will look for it. My goodness. All right, here we go. Okay, six carries to Daniel Jones. It's six carries to Saquon's 10 carries. And Now, he only had one more yard, but still. He had 27 yards. Saquon had 26 yards. First of all, you only gave Saquon 10 carries? He's the team. But we let Daniel Jones throw it 37 times? Man, y'all really do want that NFC lease to continue. Keep it up, Joe Judge. All right, but for all you OU fans out there, Sterling Shepard had a showing. Seven receptions, 113 yards. I'm trying to pick him up in my fantasy league. So if anyone listens uh, to my fantasy league, don't steal him from me. I need the help right now. I lost a receiver and a running back, and turns out the running back is out for the season. Receiver's out like six weeks at least. So that's fun. It's a, it's a good time. But, yeah, so, I mean, right now everyone's pulling their weight except the Eagles. And that's a little disappointing. All right, what games do we have left here? Dolphins, Patriots. Dolphins beat the Patriots by one point, seventeen to sixteen. So close game. It's just a matter of time for the Patriots to find their rhythm. We all know Bill Belichick doesn't even really start coaching. I would postulate he doesn't even really coach. He wears a headset; it's not even plugged in, or he's listening to I don't know his favorite talk radio, or 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 show tunes, or something like that. You know what he's probably doing? He's probably listening to audiobooks that he recorded himself. 
his headset's not actually communicating to anything. He's like, all right, you guys coach. Uh, I will don't, don't, don't turn me off these audiobooks. Um, just call me whenever it's October, or not October, when it's November. Okay. 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 Cool. So sweet. <laughs> Cause isn't that his famous line? Like football doesn't even start until November. So yeah, that's whatever. Dolphins maybe going to be good. I don't know. Two, uh, down there doing stuff. We'll see. And then he's got Jalen Waddle now. So I, I, there's a lot of exciting receivers out there. Cause this last draft class was really exciting. It was real fun to watch. So that'll be cool. Uh, Bears Rams. The Rams take down the Bears. Matthew Stafford out here. Look, personally, I'm excited for Matthew Stafford. He spent his entire career wallowing away. Or, or sorry, wallowing away. Um, not widowing away. Gosh, wilting away in the in the garbage Lions. All right, now, now he did get Megatron. He is the quarterback that threw to Megatron. But Megatron even got out and was like, yeah, this ain't worth it, bro. Matthew Stafford kept kept it in. I think him going to the Rams is actually going to give the Rams uh, a better chance at being like really consistently good, and and you have not consistently good, but consistently good. And he, yeah, I think he's got what it takes. I mean, how many times Matthew Stafford done some almost game winners or game winning drives? That's he's kind. He kind of likes to do that too. He's kind of like I'm not gonna go all out and then two minutes left. All right, now the fun begins. Like he almost feels like he's M Night Shyamalan and you trying to leave it, leave give you the twist at the end where you thought I was gonna lose. The Bears did an interesting thing. They did do. They like put Justin. Their strategy is red rifle and then let Justin Fields come in and do a little bit. I don't fully understand, not really fully even paying attention. So if anyone is and wants to inform me, please, by all means, inform me and the rest of us. And then the Monday night game. So my favorite game only because, sorry, I had to take a sip of tea. My favorite game only because that Manning telecast. I I now am probably going to watch every Monday night football game I can just for that. It was incredible. Peyton Manning going through doing a mock pre like like huddle call and then pre-snap call where he calls two plays and then he he's like here's the word that you say and it calls off and you go to the second play and they, he had a little Ravens helmet and he went to put it on it, it was like he was it was like a pee, it looked like he was a peewee helmet and then Eli Peyton's trying to do the serious break uh, breakdown and Eli just does just goes yeah, I think you need a triple XL there because uh, to contain that forehead. So that was a whole thing. But it was honestly pretty great. Uh, and then Eli Manning got awkwardly fixated on uh, all the shirtless fans at, in the Raiders stadium. All the, and he was like, what's going Why? What's going on? It was great, though. Like, all the – it was so good. Such a great break from – because it had the perfect balance of, like, comedy and, like, banter that those two offer – like honestly, Peyton could be a stand-up comedian. Like his timing is great. If those those two could do like a little brother comedian like go around show, it would be great. You have the derp of Eli, who actually can be kind of witty, but then you have just I mean Peyton's just that great charismatic kind of front man. And Eli's the bass player who like awkwardly gets a lot of attention, like how everyone knows Flea, you know, from Red Hot Chili Peppers, but. The Raiders did some Raiders stuff. Ended up winning in overtime. But, man, did they do everything in their power to not win. So, I mean, 
it was, I think they only had one receiver out there, and his name was Darren Waller, and he's actually a tight end. <laughs> At least Derek Carr only saw one. But he's not even the one who got the game-winning touchdown. But then they go out there, they get on the goal line, and manage to, they do a hard count on the half-inch yard line, try and get people to jump. Why? Don't know. But they jump, false start, get moved back, and then they <laughs> throw an interception Beams through a guy's hands, off a guy's helmet, interception. And I was like, wow, they really are doing some Raiders stuff. And I'm here for it. And all on the Manning telecast, too, which made it that much better. But then the Ravens flumbled it, and the, so the Raiders get it back. And they are they, they get in field goal range. And then all of a sudden, this was great. They were like, play clock's running down. Like, oh, they're not going to get off time. And then blow the whistle. Like, oh, yeah, so they're icing their own kicker. Wonderful. Actually, they weren't even doing that because they didn't have any timeouts. So they take a delay of game. Then they decide to run a play, and it wins the freaking game. Oh, my gosh. But it was an entertaining game. I would go back and just watch it just for the the broadcast, the commentating. But the game was exciting itself. Uh, 33-27, though. The Raiders did it. The Raiders, by all means, though, definitely look like they want to still be the Raiders that we've come to know and love. So that should be exciting. Keep our eyes on that. The Ravens, their defense is uh, you know good as usual, and their offense, I think they'll get it figured out. So uh, I think you know, it, for them, I looked at it for a lot of these teams too. It was just like, eh, it's just kind of week one kinks you got to work out. So and plus, there's some teams that now have injuries, and it's like that always happens, right? That always happens. But what was your favorite game of the week? I would love to know. Or favorite moment from the week? What surprised you? What didn't surprise you? Literally anything and everything. All right? It would be awesome to know. So let's 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 finish this out. Let's move on. Let's finish this out. Let's go make some predictions for week two. Because drum roll, please. And I might insert a drum roll here. Drum roll, please. We have... Our first Duper Bowl. Can't remember if it was Hyper Bowl or Duper Bowl, but I'm going with Duper Bowl because it sounds better. And it is on Thursday Night Football. Get ready. Uh, there's a great meme regarding the NFC least. Oh, before I get into that, sorry. Great. And and it was, let me see if I can find it real quick. I think I sent it to, oh boy. But it basically, it's like the NFC East and like how their schedule. Here it is. So it's the NFC East. It's and it's like a little kid, and it's and it says, "Why do they not love me?" And then Papa, who's the NFL schedule, says, "I do not know, little one, but it is of no concern." And then it shows him next, and he's like in that like got a crazy look on his face, and it has Thursday night football game of the week, Monday night. Sunday night football, he goes, I will make them love you. Because for some reason, the NFC East isn't an awkward amount of those premium primetime games. And I'm here for it. Because what's better? What is better than that? I mean, come on now, right? What is better than seeing trash football in, in the primetime slots? So... Um, let's go ahead and look forward at next week then. And then I got my big NFC least predicament that I pickle that I have to talk about for what that could look like for the rest of the season. All right. So Thursday night football, Giants football team, 
No, did not say Giants are a football team. I said the Giants versus the football team. Now, which supposedly they're supposed they've narrowed it down, and we should some hear, hear some announcement about finally picking a mascot and whatnot. And I'm excited to figure out a way that I can make it offensive to someone in some way. And then maybe we can start a petition. And before that one even gets gets off the ground, or even right after it gets off the ground, it has to get pulled again. I want them to be in a perpetual state, perpetual cycle of choosing a mascot, and then group of people freak out and it gets pulled because that would be incredible. And that eventually maybe they realize we are just forever the football team. Anyways, that is going to be, oh, so excited for that. Terrible football on Thursday night. Who could want more? I mean, fumbles, interceptions. Will Daniel Jones continue his streak of outrushing Saquon because they apparently don't know who their best player is? Will Heineke, is he going to do the quadratic equation audible and is he going to make some magic throws out there or is he going to forget to carry the one and just picks galore what are we talking about i'm talking sacks fumbles interceptions special teams plights or it could awkwardly be a competitive game because you know it's like when two bad teams play each other it's like competitive so for them it's the most exciting game of the year i don't know we'll see what's your prediction though i'm gonna go with a tie on that one because i would like neither team to win patriots jets so I think the Jets are actually going to put up a little bit of a fight, but I think the Patriots will ultimately win because it's the Jets. Broncos, Jags, honestly no clue. But if Trevor Lawrence is feeling himself or feeling the DBs at least like he was last week, I'm going. I'm giving Broncos a slight edge. So uh, the Jaguars played a trash team and lost. Broncos played a trash team and won. Come on now. Broncos going to edge out. Bills, Dolphins. I think that'll be a close game too. I don't know what did the Bills in, if it was turnovers or not. Didn't pay that close attention. Don't really care. Bills by an edge. All right. And also, too, I think in a fight, take out the fact that one is a land animal, one's in a water animal. I'm going to say, I'm going to give the slight, dolphins are smarter, yes. But a bill, well, first of all, technically, they're, they're, it's a buffalo. But anyways, things are massive, they're fast, they're, they're, they're grumpy, and they're strong. So, going up. 49ers Eagles. Now this should set the record straight. Yeah. Oh no, the Eagles should get pummeled. Says the Eagles fan. Oh yeah, it should be a bloodbath. Oh, here we go. This should put everyone in their place as to where we stand. And if we magically win and win well and are doing good, I will be so conflicted because I cannot be set up for heartbreak. I cannot handle any more. You have you have that team just loves, loves to play with my emotions. And uh, so I just need us to either be good or be bad. And by all means, everything, this year should not be a good year because we're, it's a building year, all right? Do not get my hopes up and go start 3-0, 4-0 to only end up 4-12. Please. We'll see, though. 49ers should win that one. Should be just a good win for them, like a 28-14. to I'm cool with it, all right? Rams-Colts should be a fun game. I don't know on this one. I'm going I'm going to go pure fandom and give a slight edge to the Colts. Carson Wentz. Uh, but it is their first year with him as quarterback and stuff, so they're still figuring some stuff out. But Raiders-Steelers, honestly, that should be an entertaining game to see the Raiders do some more Raiders stuff. The fact that they took on the Ravens and won, I think they're going to be riding a little too high. That Steelers defense... So they're playing two tough defenses in a row. Yeah. No. Steelers off of their defense. Not offense. Bengals, Bears. 
Joey Burrow showing out. And they, and they have the reunited OU backfield there too. Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, and they so they so they have two college like like nostalgia plays here, right? You got your you got your two-headed running backs, two-headed backfield from OU, and you got your quarterback receiver combo from LSU. I mean, how could they not win? And the Bears, I don't know what they're doing this two quarterback. It's a red rifle anyways, who's their main guy? Yeah. Texans Browns, I would before last week and knowing how they stomped the Jags, I would have said, but three interceptions always helps. I would have said Browns hands down, but I don't know. Maybe this no-names Texans team has just got like, nobody knows us. We're the ultimate underdog. Nobody's giving us a chance, so we're going to like win. But I'm thinking the Browns are salty about that loss. Uh, they, they could have won. That The Chiefs did some of their Chiefs magic, unfortunately. So I think the Browns are going to come out and show out. I'm kind of pulling for them, too, in a weird way. Saints, Panthers, uh, Saints should handle business, but, but it's Jameis. He could throw six interceptions after a five touchdown week. Let's see. Can he match it by having two record setting weeks in a row? Five touchdowns and five interceptions. Let's find out. Vikings, Cardinals should be, oh man, lots of good games this week. Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals. Personal, it's my personal favorite. I also think the Vikings are just a mediocre team. You got Dalvin Cook, you got Adam Thielen, but. Kirk Cousins leading the charge? I'm sorry. He's just, he's not going to put you over the top. Kyler Murray, though, is that type of quarterback, put you over the top. And that receiving core is nasty, all right? And they technically, I mean, they have a quarterback, they have a running back as their quarterback, as an additional running back. So it's like, yeah, good luck containing that. Falcons, Bucks. Uh, wow. Falcons are maybe the worst team in the league right now, or at least based on what happened last week. You lost to the Eagles 32 to 6. And Bucks stomp them. Titans-Seahawks. Now, that's a freaking good game. All right? Is that, that's not even... Oh, that might be America's game at the 325 slot. I don't know. Oh, I see why it's not Sunday night. Anyways, hmm, you think Titans are going to bounce back? I'm going to go Titans are going to bounce back. They're going to they're gonna slap the Seahawks, all right? Seahawks got a good win. They'll have momentum. Titans are pissed off. Cowboys-Chargers. Man, Chargers, I need you to just... Chargers, you are going to be, right now, you are acting as a cornerstone for the NFC least. Keep it going. Keep our number, all right? Just, you beat Washington last week, beat the Cowboys this week. I'm pretty sure you play, play the Giants or Eagles next week. I haven't looked ahead, but just keep it coming, all right? Keep it coming. I need the Cowboys. They're going to put up lots of yards, lots of stats, lots of good things, and then somebody's going to flub up, just like Zerloin. He, I mean, he took the... He took the charge, like, head on. Like, he was no fear Leroy Jenkins, that, all right? Who's going to do it this week? I'm ready for it. I'm glad I'm not a Cowboys fan. Then, ooh, Chiefs-Ravens on Sunday night. That's going to be a fun one. I don't even want to pick someone. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy that game. You say, what? but what about a prediction? What any kind of prediction? You know, based on what I saw from Lamar, well... I'm going slight edge Chiefs here, and I think I think they would win. Football analysis here, all right, based no fandom brought in. Uh, Chiefs by by like a field goal. It's going to be a fun one, and then oh Lions Packers on Monday night. But that just means more fun Manning telecast. Like I said, I don't care who's playing on Monday nights. I'm no longer sad about it because we got the Manning boys holding it down. So bring it on. I think well. Normally, I would say the Packers would just handle business, but 
I got their total question mark right now. It's a total crapshoot. I'm getting slight edge to Lions, even though they lost last week. They at least played real football. The Packers, though, looked rough. It is in Lambeau. And I don't know if last week was in I don't think last week was in Lambeau, but it's in Lambeau. So maybe that almost gives the Packers the advantage. I don't even freaking know, though. I'm just excited to see more Manning nonsense. So that's my predictions for next week. What are your predictions? What are you most looking forward to? What are you most looking forward to not watching? I.e., what is the game that you care the least about? And uh, but that 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 does it for this NFL episode. Minus my closing thing. I talk about the NFC least, right? What do we see? And I said there there might be someone actually trying to keep that the, the idea alive, the concept alive, while. Um, without it being tied to the NFC East, which makes the alliteration less fun, but it's fine because you just, they're taking L, so you just slap an L on the front of it, right? And it wouldn't work. But the NFC North right now, so that's Minnesota. Let me pull it up, actually. So it's, it's Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, and Detroit. Everybody lost last week. And then looking at this, Minnesota... And Green Bay would be your two like front runners normally. Minnesota's very mediocre. Green Bay, the conspiracy idea. Aaron could have himself a nice down year on purpose to get traded out, right? I don't know. We we will see. I think I even though we ended up staying, I still don't I still think things are not like it's I think things are fractured over there personally and I don't even know what's going on, but if you're a Packers fan, I'm sure you you know what? I know how you feel. It's how I felt last season, you know, right after we drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, confusing everybody in our fan base and undermining our starting quarterback. And ultimately, we lose our Super Bowl winning head coach, our our MVP level quarterback who led us in the Super Bowl year um, up until Nick Foles finished the job. And then here we are. So, but in the, in the case that the NFC East does not take up does not maintain the status of NFC least. This series on my podcast could still stay alive via the NFC North. They could take the torch. The torch could be passed to them as the NFC least. And that was an exciting prospect that I never even considered. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see how this week goes. I think it survives for this week based upon it was all bad football. But the Falcons are just absolute water trash, so... It's fine. We'll see, though. I mean, if one team decides to keep winning, then... I mean, the Giants football team, they obviously have to win, but it's not going to be good football. It's a freaking Hyper Bowl over here, all right? And, yeah, but NFC North. Do you think the NFC North potentially has a shot to take the helm as the NFC least? Do you think the NFC least will die and it'll just be regular NFL coverage? Do you think the NFC East will continue to lead to to main, continue and stay, hold their position as the NFC least division. I don't know. And I don't even care about the AFC because the whole concept is the NFC. So I'm not like AFC, really? Do I even, I don't even want to, well, at least one team won in every AFC division. So I take that as a nope. And then some, some of their divisions, all of them won. And so, I mean, AFC is looking pretty good. I don't think they have a shot at it, even if they did. I, I kind of wouldn't want it. So I would like to know your thoughts, though. If the, and if the NFC North tries to take the helm and they are just trash, do we, do we just continue shift over, talk about teams that I normally don't follow, don't really care about? I think it might be kind of exciting 
you know, start talking about, because what we talked about last year, we, we do highlight, you know, least qualities, stats and things that you look at when te- for teams that suck intentionally. And it's saying, you know, punt yards, turnovers, whatever. The fact that your quarterback rushes more for more yards than your pro bowl, all pro level uh, running back, you know, things like that, right? So interceptions, yada, yada. But that does it. Football is officially back. It's exciting. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Look forward to doing more episodes. Would love for you to give me any and all feedback, ideas, anything you might have. You can do it one of five ways. You can send me an email. It's ramblingviking at gmail.com. You can leave a voice message following the link in the description below. All right? You can leave a five-star review on the podcast and give me your feedback that way. All right? Or... You can text or leave a voicemail at the number 580-789-9258. And it's a whole handful of ways. Would love to get any and all of your feedback. And Connor, I look forward to your thoughts on all of this. And normally he would be on this podcast, but we'll see. Didn't work out this time. We'll try. If the NFC least stays alive, I mean, we're going to, he'll be back. So he'll turn, just consider him the Terminator. He'll be back. All right. But that does it for this episode. Uh, I guess this NFL episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Uh, Hope the rest of your week, day, week is PDFG. We look forward to seeing you back here. And thank you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde.